Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hello, everybody. Welcome to SEC Football and Beyond for this Monday, February 17th. So we're just moving right along. Um, got a few things we're going to get to today. Uh, I have been working on uh, a number of things. Free agency and up on LandryFootball.com or putting up the player grades by position. Every player in the league graded out. So I uh, got that, which really helps you understand your free agent boards because you don't know who's going to be a free agent. Players may sign, and they're off the free agent board. Pre- player may be released. He's not a free agent today, and, you know, tomorrow he's a free agent. You need to know where they rank this past year. So I've been working on that as well as free agent scouting reports and obviously working on the draft boards and – um working on um, getting ready for the Combine here, which we will will be there next week. So we'll be doing these shows uh, here for – or or we'll be there in Indianapolis next week. But uh, some recruiting news going on, some news around college football. We're going to get to all of that right here. We're going to answer your questions. Uh, Actually, don't have a question today. Reminder that if you got a question, go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and – Send it to me. Tell me what you want me to address, where you want me to address it, and I will do it. We'll just do it on the next show if you don't designate where. But want you to make sure that you know um, where it's going to be, and we'll address it anywhere you'd like for me to do it. If you don't know the drill by now, my name is Chris Landry. I'm a veteran NFL scout, college coach, recruiting coordinator. Uh, and we're here to provide college football News all year round. Oh, yeah, I know the football season is over, (laughs) except the news is bigger than ever this time of year. We've got all of that for you every day. We talk about college football as a whole all year round. We do that, Uh, and we discuss it every day, and we've decided, and we did a weekly conference show and like that, but We've changed this about three weeks ago, really when we started the new year, or about a few weeks into the new year, where we talk all things college football, 
But then after we get through the major stories and information of the day, then we get into, hey, all the details and recapping the last week inside a particular conference. So today is SEC football and beyond. So we're going to get into a lot of what's gone back over the last week. You know, you tend to forget certain things and when kind of react to it, what's going on. And obviously ACC on Tuesdays, Big Ten on Wednesdays, um, Big 12 on Thursdays, and Pac-12 on Fridays. And if you've got a business that you are or yourself, you're looking to increase your brand, we're here to help you. We can absolutely help you do that. Our reach is nationwide. So let us know how we can help you, how you can, uh, if it's the right fit for you and the right fit for us, we'd gladly like to try to make that happen. And someone who's done that, and it's been a big part of our success here, is Eddie Rojas and his great team at 401k Generation. This is who brings you this podcast every day, as well as the pro football podcast on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you got a business and you're looking for financial advice, or if you're uh, looking to maybe set up a 401k for your employees, he can help you do that. Well, if you're an individual and you need to maybe roll something over, what to do, how to do it, what's the options, what's the best way, what's the pros and cons, they're the folks that can help you with all of that information. So give them a call today or text. Tell them that we sent you, one 998 Five eight seven nine. Sign up for this podcast um, with iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Landry Football's Conference Call. We've been working to improve the look behind the scenes, but if you go to Landry Football's Conference Call, sign up, you're going to get this podcast as well as the college, uh, the NFL podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So some news around the weekend of college football. Going to start as it kind of ended last week with Michigan State. Mel Tucker gets the job, of course, as the head coach and decides that he's not going to keep any members of the staff. Um, making a big run at Vince Merrill, the tight end coach, assistant coach, so state head coach at Kentucky, big-time recruiter. Well, how things have played out is um, Vince Merrill has decided to stay with Kentucky. Um, He's been a big part, and this is a big save for Mark Stoops and that staff. Uh, He's really um, done a great job in the state of Ohio getting that next-level kid to go to Kentucky as opposed to some of the Big Ten schools. Um, you know, the, the Ohio gets, the Ohio State gets the elite caliber players, but Ohio has a really good, productive, um, high quality players in that state. And not all of them can go to Ohio State and, you know, it's the other Big Ten programs that they've done such a really good job. So it's a great get for our great save for Kentucky and, and obviously Michigan State, uh, a loss for Mel Tucker. Now, what has happened is um, 
Mel Tucker's rallied around and said he's going to keep Ron Burton, who had decided to take a job with Indiana. But he decided to keep him because he also decided to keep Mike Tressel as the defensive coordinator. I think Mel, upon looking at the staff, realized that they'd done a pretty good job on the defensive side of the ball, which they have. And so keeping from a continuity standpoint, a couple of those defensive guys were key. So that happened this weekend. Mike Tressel, Jim Tressel's brother, has been there since 2007. He's been working as a defense coordinator for the past couple of years. Um, Ron Burton has been there since 2013. So that's the latest nationally. Some other news uh, around the country, just a little bit smaller news, coaching news. Virginia's hired Delaware outside linebacker coach, coach Clint Stenham to serve as D-line coach. He was a former Virginia standout, if you remember. Second-round pick by the Giants. Um, played three years in the NFL. He replaces Vince Olta, who left Virginia to become the new head coach at USC. Oregon is going to hire Minnesota cornerbacks coach Ron Chance to serve in the same capacity. Uh, he goes back to his old stomping grounds in Eugene. Uh, has worked as a defensive analyst before going to Minnesota to take a job there in 2019. And speaking of USC... Look back, recruiting is a little better overall, but this weekend, uh, 2021, three-star receiver Veltre Jefferson has decommitted from his USC commitment, 6'4", 195. He committed back in June. He decided to back off. He's going to take a look at Tennessee, Utah, Fresno State, a few others. So we'll see how this plays out. Maybe it's a little bit mutual as USC is trying to do a little bit better job with their staff of getting on to recruiting a little earlier. On to some draft news. Um, speaking of USC, Austin Jackson, it's one of the real bright spots for USC in 2019. He's really parlayed that success on the field to, I think, good um, good draft standing. He's got really good foot quickness. I like his body flexibility, works well in space. The issues of the run game's got to show improvement in that area, um, bend a little better from the knees coming off in the run game, and you've got to be able to improve his strength. Uh, Houston tackle Josh Jones, I think, is very underrated, 6'7", 310. Started off as a guard at Houston. He's worked under three different head coaches, five different line coaches. Really good pass protector, just like Jackson. Recovers very well, uh, brings his feet with him in the run. I thought he was the best offensive lineman at the Senior Bowl. Um Keep an eye. There's some solid tackles in this draft. Maybe not the elite ones, but some really solid ones. Um, as those guys were really good pass protectors and really fit the pro game, Andrew Thomas, much heralded Andrew Thomas from Georgia, a dominant college run blocker, and I think translates to the run game very well at the NFL level. And the passing game doesn't slide or redirect versus quickness all that well, but it's a smart, tough kid. People are down on him a little bit. I think he's going to grow into being a solid starting tackle. In the worst case, a really good quality guard at the next level. Another guy to keep an eye out is Tennessee tight end Dominic Wood Anderson, 6'4", 257. Definitely worth a late round look, un, uh, late round look, undrafted free agent. Really good size. He's got to perform better as a blocker in the run game. But got some ability to help on special teams be uh, a help in the passing game. Another tight end that I like a lot is Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's boy. 
Doesn't have the speed, not built like his dad. Bigger. Runs well for his size. He can separate from defenders. Boy, he's got really good hands, really good catch radius. Doesn't have dad speed, but, boy, he's got his hands. His hands are just natural big mitts that just go and envelop the football. Like Jabari Janiga, too. Um, he struggled with the injuries I know in 17 and 19, the high ankle sprain, but 6'3", 253, really good athlete, rangy. Um, a guy that plays better in space, doesn't set the edge all that well. I think that'll come with him in time. Uh, some coaching news around the SEC. Charlie Strong. We've seen it before. Is it going to happen again? Is he headed to Alabama? Well, he actually is already at Alabama. Not in official capacity. Not hired yet, but certainly been um, involved with the coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff, uh, some of last week, spent a lot of time. And much like we've seen with other coaches that come in, visit. I do think that he's going to end up in some sort of a role on Nick Saban's staff. And people may ask, he was thought to be headed to Florida. He's had a background at Florida. He's going to work on that staff. Um, there was talk about him being somebody that uh, LSU was looking at as defensive coordinator. And while he wasn't the guy they offered, he was certainly on their short list. Look, Charlie Strong had success at Louisville as a head coach. It did did not have a lot of time at Texas, didn't have a lot of success at Texas. But he did have some early success. He did not have success at South Florida. So the issue is, what's, he, what's his end game? What is he looking for? Well, there's no doubt that he'd like to get another shot at being a head coach. Whether that's in the cards or not, don't know. But one thing I do know, that if you're trying to advance yourself, you're trying to improve yourself as a coach, that's the reason why he's at Alabama. It's the reason why a lot of these guys that have been head coaches come in a, it's great for Alabama because he gets – Nick is able to gleam ideas from folks, see if there's a role for them, and they don't cost a whole lot because they're getting paid. You know, Butch Jones is still getting paid by Tennessee. And so it's cheap labor, and it's great value. So they, in addition to paying a lot of young guys to do a lot of different things – Nick has been able to tap into the veteran guys that have been head coaches, coordinators and coaches, head coaches, for quite a bit less because other people are paying them. It's a good, it's a good deal. Why would Charlie Strong do it again? You get the nod from Nick Saban with all due respect to Dan Mullen and anybody else out there. Ed Orgeron, you get a phone call. On your behalf, Nick Saban, it means an awful lot. So if you want to resurrect your career, he can absolutely do that. So that's what it looks like it's going to happen. You probably heard this is about a week old. We brought it up on one of our shows last week. But Tennessee has hired uh, former Colorado defensive line coach Jimmy Brumball to serve in the same capacity for the Vols. He replaces Tracy Rocker, who accepted the same position on uh, Will Champ, South Carolina staff. He spent the 2019 season as D-line coach and co-defensive coordinator in Boulder. It was a bad defense. It allowed 
31 points a game, 442 yards a game. Coach at Maryland, Kentucky, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Um, the mentioned Rockers going to South Carolina. He's a, a better coach than Brumball, quite frankly. A um, little bit more success. Coach at George, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and his alma mater, Auburn. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see Brumbaugh and, and what he can do as a recruiter. Maybe he can be as good or maybe slightly better than Tracy in that regard. You know by now that LSU's hired Scott Linehan as their new passing game coordinator. Scott worked with the Rams and the Vikings and the Dolphins and the Lions and most recently the Cowboys. Uh, he's got a specialty of working with quarterbacks and receivers. He's going to work with the receivers here. And while other candidates were pursued, um, uh, it didn't see as a fit for either the candidate or Ed Orgeron in the whole process. With Joe Brady off to the Panthers, they're they're dipping into the NFL ranks again. And one of the things that I've said is that Ed Orgeron is wanting to have that, that mold that he saw that Pete Carroll had at USC when you had Norm Chow and you had a young Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin kind of there with them. And uh, this is a little bit different in that Scott Linehan is much more experienced than Joe Brady was. Um, the working relationship with Steve Insminger, I would suspect, is going to be very good. But it's going to be a little bit different in that you're not going to have the almost the father-son type relationship as it relates to age with Insminger and Brady. You're going to have somebody that two guys that are in a very similar age bracket they're going to have to be more like brothers. And certainly, you know, Joe Brady always de deferred to Steve Insminger due to Steve's experience in football, uh, whereas, you know, Linehan is going to be more – I mean, when you're a head coach in the NFL, you've been coordinators at several places in the NFL, um, you certainly feel from a football standpoint the equal of the guy who is the coordinator, even though he's not going to be the play caller. And there's no indication as to how the play calling duties are going to be split up, if at all. Uh, if at all. It, it, it appears that it's going to be Steve Insminger, um, again, calling the plays like he did most of last year. Uh, another news, I don't think Tommy Robinson is going to be back as running back coach at LSU whether it's South Carolina or somewhere else, I think they're going to replace him with Kevin Falk and are allowing Tommy to move on. Tennessee is hiring uh, Akron inside linebacker coach uh, Shelton Felton to serve in an unspecified capacity on the staff. I uh, spent 2018 season working as a defensive analyst with the program before bouncing out to Akron. So we'll see exactly where Jeremy's going to have him. Um, um, but I think it's going to be an on-the-field role, which is good for him. Um, in the transfer news, I think Tennessee, we told you about Arkansas redshirt junior running back Chase Hayden uh, transferring him, uh, putting himself in the transfer portal. Tennessee is a team to look out for a potential landing spot for him. Um, the redshirt junior's father, Aaron Hayden, played for the Vols. Um, and they were a finalist in recruiting for the younger Hayden before he ended up going to Arkansas. He's a four-star kid in the 17 class. Memphis is another place he could end up, so we'll see where it goes and whether Tennessee decides to go in that direction. Former A&M junior running back Jacoby uh, Cabote is transferred to Incarnate Word. Uh, 6 18 left the program back in December. Couldn't play a whole lot behind 
Isaiah Spiller, and Joshua Corbin. Um, former Vanderbilt redshirt senior quarterback Mo Hassan is transferred to USC. Pro-style quarterback that's certainly going to be in a backup role. A little bit curious that he went there. I don't see any playing time for him. Uh, and, of course, Deuce Wallace will transfer. So, um, uh, you know, with Riley Neal graduating and Wallace and Mo Hassan, um, you know, obviously it's going to have a new look at Vanderbilt this year. A&M redshirt, Southmore defensive end Tyree Wilson has entered the, entered the transfer portal. Um, I thought he played pretty well in the time he got into the game, but obviously was, as they've improved their defensive line, didn't feel like his chances of playing were going to be uh, what he was hoping for. In the recruiting circuit, and again, we're getting into – couple of late news in the 2020 class, but mostly now we're off to the 2021 class. And Florida got a verbal from four-star receiver Trevante Rucker, um, 5'11", 160, um, Florida State, Georgia, Penn State, a whole bunch of others. He uh, he decommitted in May. It's considered one of the top wideouts in the class, uh, one of the top 130 prospects overall in the class, a water bug. A fast guy, uh, really light, obviously, at 160. Uh, We talked about the Vanderbilt quarterback situation, so I wanted to bring in somebody that is new. And they went into the JUCO ranks and got Jerry Musa. He's got some experience in the JUCO with, again, Neil graduating. Uh, Musa, 6'3", 210, led led San Bernardino Community College to a 92 record. Um, threw the ball very effectively, over 350 yards, gained 37 touchdowns. He originally signed with Hawaii out of high school, but fell behind Cole McDonough and uh, Shevin Cordero in the pecking order. So his two years of eligibility of remaining. He's going to have to compete for the starting position during spring practice. It's uh, going to be a tough year again for Vanderbilt. Um be interesting to see where things go. And it is official. Um, Jackson Muschamp. Son of Will Muschamp is going to walk on at Georgia. It's obviously where his dad played safety in the early 90s. <clears throat> and he was previously committed to Colorado State. Uh, top 100 pro-style quarterback in the in the rankings. He doesn't want to – he's kind of a thin position there. He doesn't want to play on his dad's team. It, it's just not something. So I think that people that are looking – and are speculating that, oh, he's – that Will's going to get fired at South Carolina this year, which could happen uh, at the end of next this coming season, and is going to end up being defense coordinator at Georgia. Well, he and and, uh, and Kirby Smart are good friends. There's nothing like that in the works or anything. I can tell you that the chances of Will going to be defense coordinator at Georgia, even with his connection to Kirby Smart, are very slim next year if, if he – does get booted from South Carolina, but we'll see. Um, but there's nothing certainly in the works right now. Those things usually happen kind of organically. Uh, uncommitted four-star running back in the 2022 class, Relique Brown. Good-looking young talent. A water bug type, 5'7", 165, two years away. Um, but Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, Arizona State, USC, Alabama, or plays Clemson, Notre Dame, UCLA. We'll see where he's headed, but uh, he's going to visit Georgia and LSU this spring. He's a guy I'm going to be breaking down for you in the summer 
when we get a little bit more time to get into all the minutiae and the film room evaluations on these guys. Uncommitted four-star safety in the 2021 class, Tyseem Johnson's going to take an official visit to Ole Miss on March 21st. Lane Kiffin uh, trying to get um, a guy from Philadelphia area. It's going to Florida, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, or the other programs that are looking at the 5'10", 185-pound uh, safety. Good quickness, good physicality of his game. He slots in as a two, top 300 overall prospect in the 2021 class. And then uncommitted five-star safety James Williams of the 2021 class is going to go to Georgia. I six, um, he's 218. He's a 6'3.5", 6'4 kid. He's committed to Miami for a year and a half, backed off of that last May. Uh, the Hurricanes remain in the hunt, but uh, but it's Georgia that's where he's likely headed, at least now. Clemson, Auburn, Alabama are also uh, – Georgia's done really well in the Opelika, Florida area uh, for a while. He's got a strong relationship with Kirby Smart and Charleston Warrington, the defensive backs coach. He's the number five overall prospect in the 2021 class. So great get for Georgia if they can hold on to him. Very aggressive defender. I see him developing into an outside backer type body. And then uh, five-star – Tackle of 2021 class. Tommy Brockermeyer, no surprise here. It's going to pledge to Alabama, it looks like. Uh, it, uh, you know, to me, over Clemson, Texas, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Texas is one to watch. 6'6", 285 from Fort Worth. Got family ties to the program over in Austin. His dad played there. Um, so we'll see. Top three overall prospect in the 2021 class. Alabama usually holds on to this guy. We'll see if they do here. Georgia redshirt freshman quarterback DeJuan Mathis uh, with a head injury still hasn't been cleared by doctors. Um, he missed his – to participate in the offseason program, he missed his true freshman campaign following emergency brain surgery to address uh, assist. The scar left on his brain from surgery is still healing, and the doctors don't want to rush it, so – uh, obviously, needless to say, that's the smart move. Four-star, 219 recruit. Uh, he's going to be competing for number two duties behind uh, Jamie Newman, who's the presumptive favorite for the starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs this year. LSU freshman Elijah Ricks and tight end Eric Gilbert, big-time tight end, going to miss part of spring practice. Uh, actually, Hicks is going to miss part of spring practice after undergoing surgery to repair a torn labrum in his shoulder. 6'3", 186-pounder, played his entire, entire senior year at uh, IMG Academy with a torn labrum. Um, he addressed it, but he's going to miss some time in the spring. Eric Gilbert's going to be ruled out all of spring after undergoing shoulder surgery. <coughs> Pardon me, he's the best tight end in the country, one of the great gets in their recruiting class. He'll lose out on uh, – those reps that they'll need with the new passing game coordinator, Scott Linehan. But we'll see what he can do in fall camp. So um, he can use as a, a, a flex Y. He can use as, as the next guy. So he's uh, he's got great ability uh, to run uh, with really good size. So that is a look at the news of the weekend from around the world of college football and uh, kind of a wrap-up of the entire week that was in the SEC. A reminder again that tomorrow it's ACC football and beyond. We'll keep you up to date on anything going on around 
the world of college football, everything going on around the college football, transfer portal information, recruiting information, film room nuggets on draft prospects. We'll do a lot of that, as well as kind of recapping the entire week in the ACC. That's what we do for you here each and every day. Spread the word. Sign up for the podcast by going to Landry Football's conference call and I go iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call and we'll get it going. Uh, and it'll get to your phone each and every day. Check out LandryFootball.com. Get our scouting season offer. Get in the business of Obviously, getting in-depth recruiting, in-depth draft information, draft boards, free agent boards, everything from now through the start of the season is what we call scouting season. And uh, we scout all during the football season as well. But now that the games are not played, it's more film review from the season that will help get you better prepared for the football season and have a better understanding of what is going on around the world of college football, the world of the NFL, the draft, recruiting, you name it. All the inside information, we got it for you right here at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of the discount, the biggest discount we've ever had with our scouting season sale. And give our folks at 401k generation a shout. Uh, give them a call or a text at one 998 5879 for all your financial investment and advice uh, get a second advice. Get your financial checkup today. We appreciate you joining us. Join us tomorrow for ACC Football and Beyond. I'm Chris Landry.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.